Lose the Cape Podcast, Episode 35. Welcome to the Lose the Cape Podcast, where we get real with busy moms and talk about how they survive their daily juggle. If you are a busy mom who believes in the idea of moms helping moms with tips, tools, and resources to survive, this is the podcast for you. Well, good morning, everybody, and happy Columbus Day. Um, If you are listening, well, I guess by the time you hear this, it may be after Columbus Day. Oh, I'm all over the place. Thankfully, my kids are back in school this week because uh, we did not have a scheduled holiday, but they got three extra days off last week due to Hurricane Matthews. So uh, luckily, we made it through that just fine. Um, We're far inland in Columbia, South Carolina. However, we still had a lot of damage in Columbia with down trees and people out of power and flooding and all kinds of stuff. So we're very lucky to have made it through that without any issue. Um, I want to talk about something before we get into our interview with our guest, who is Janine Esbrand, and you're going to love her. She is really, I just, I had so much fun interviewing her, and we just talk so easily together, so um, I, I know you're going to love her interview, but I wanted to talk to you about pregnancy and infant loss. October is Pregnancy and Infant Loss Awareness Month, and for those of you who do not know my story, um, my third pregnancy was actually a set of identical twins, and they were diagnosed with twin-to-twin transfusion syndrome, which uh, is a is a deadly, often deadly uh, disease for identical twins. And uh, we actually thought that both of them were going to die. I delivered them at 30 weeks, and two days later, my daughter Catherine passed away in the NICU. My survivor spent 12 weeks in the NICU and now is a very spunky, very active, very healthy four-year-old, so that is wonderful. But we obviously still miss her sister every single day. And um, in October, I always try to spend a bit of time reminding people about pregnancy and infant loss awareness because one in four women will lose a pregnancy. Uh, Thousands of infants still die in the U.S. every year. And it's something that our society just does not deal well with for some reason. I don't don't know what it is, but um, on my personal blog, catbiggie.com, K-A-T-B-I-G-G-I-E.com, I spend a good bit of time Um, talking about grief and loss and awareness and the things you can say and do to help someone who has lost a baby. Um, And I actually started a nonprofit for grieving mothers called Sunshine After the Storm. And we send care packages to grieving mothers for free. Uh, We sell comfort kits as well, but um, the majority, I think I've sold four and we've fulfilled... um, Well, when we get this last batch out, we will have fulfilled over 60 free care packages. Um, We rely completely on donations. And if you find it within your heart to give a donation, right now we have 25 packages getting ready to go out and about another 30 that we still need to find funding for. So it costs us between $25 and $50 to send a package depending on how um, much stuff we put in it and where we have to ship it. And um, if you want to find out more information on how you can support that, we have a fundraiser going on with uh, Jamberry Nails right now, 
which is a nail wrap that are fantastic. And we have designed some special ones just for pregnancy and infant loss awareness uh, month. So we have those, of course, um, there's also an open fundraiser where any, uh, all the proceeds from any purchase will go directly to our uh, nonprofit organization. We are a 501c3 nonprofit. And you can also make a direct donation at sunshineafterstorm.us. There is a PayPal link. Again, we are a 501c3 um, official nonprofit. Um, and if you'd like, we also have a an Amazon wish list with the types of things that we put into our packages. So I will list all of those things at losethecape.com forward slash P-A-I-L for pregnancy and infant loss awareness. And we would really love your support in raising money and awareness. Um, and also, if you know someone who's lost a baby, you can request a package for them as well on, on our website. So, okay. Um, thank you for allowing me to share that with you. I know there are a lot of mommies who've lost babies and infants. And, um, while it's been almost five years for me and while I don't grieve like I used to, and certainly don't dwell on it every day, I, I do remember those days, weeks, years, um, and I want to do whatever I can to try and lessen that for a mother who is experiencing that pain. And if you are willing to help, we can do that together. So thank you. And um, you're going to really enjoy the interview with Janine. She is a breath of fresh air. And I hope you um, love her. Thanks so much. And you can get all of the show notes at losecape.com forward slash podcast forward slash 35. Thanks. Thank you, and we hope you enjoyed this episode of the Lose the Cape podcast. Again, if you would like to get any of the show notes and our links, you can go to losethecape.com forward slash podcast forward slash 35. Or if you'd like to support our uh, pregnancy and infant loss awareness campaign, you can go to losethecape.com forward slash P-A-I-L. If you like our show and enjoy listening to it, we would really appreciate it if you'd hop over to iTunes or Stitcher or anywhere and help us spread the word about our um, podcast. We don't have any reviews on iTunes, and that makes me very sad because I think we offer a wonderful podcast. So please help us out with a review if you like our show. Thanks so much. Have a great day. Okay, this afternoon I would like to welcome a new uh, colleague of mine. By that I mean we've just met um, like <laughs> five minutes ago. <laughs> so very new colleague, uh, Janine Esbrand. She runs, uh, owns Light Box, Light Box Coaching. It's going to be one of those days I can hardly pronounce my words. <laughs> um, so, so Janine is passionate about helping professional women make the most of their careers and just enjoy living the life that they have to live. Isn't that what we all want? Um, she's helping people get intentional with their lives and um, helping corporate women in particular figure out what they truly want out of their life and then moving forward to the plan of action to make sure that they can get all of that. So, um, and beyond that, she used to be a lawyer. So that'd be interesting. And we just discussed that she lives out in the country now, as opposed to when she lived in London. So all kinds of fun stuff to talk to you about today. Thank you, Janine, for being here. Thank you so much for having me. I'm super excited to be on today. So yeah, thank you. <laughs> Yay. And I love her accent. I just interviewed um, Annette Ferguson um, a couple hours ago. She's a, an accountant. And, you know, I didn't ask her what part of England she's in, but her accent is 
distinctly different from yours. So yeah, <laughs> it's fun. Yeah. And I can, I'm starting to pick up the difference now because do you know Vanessa Matthews and the Boss Moms group? No, I don't know her. Well, she's, she's a, um, a mindset coach and she okay. is from the South as well. And her accent is kind of similar to yours. So. Okay. Yeah. 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 <laughs> That's cool. <laughs> so, all right. Well, let's start asking some questions. So, okay. um, how did you arrive at what you're doing? Give us a little bit about your background. Tell us about your family, all the good stuff. Okay, so I am trained and qualified as a, a lawyer, a corporate lawyer to be more specific. And um, I decided pretty young that I wanted to be a lawyer. I used to watch legal dramas like Ally McBeal and uh, Law and Order. And I was like, yes, I want to be that person. Um, and then when I qualified, I was like, uh, this isn't exactly how I thought it was going to be. Um, I really enjoyed doing the work but there was something missing like I felt like I wanted to help people on more of a personal level and um, in 2011 I went on a mission trip to Africa um, oh, wow. with a group of yeah it was East Africa it was with a group of um, other Christian lawyers and we went there to um, train people on their on their legal rights people that didn't have access to justice because they can't afford a lawyer um so we went into prisons we went into like villages and we basically used our skills to just educate people and without being educated there were people that were just sitting in jail for like years without even having um a hearing an initial hearing wow. or anything because they didn't know what their rights were um so that whole experience was just it was two weeks, but it felt like a lot longer because we crammed a lot in. Uh -huh. And it was just, it was amazing. And I came back just feeling like, why am I doing this? Like I'm, I'm reviewing contracts and I'm, I'm, I'm arguing disputes about unpaid bills. And I just felt like whilst I enjoy being a lawyer, I want to do something that helps people more yeah. um, and use my skills to help people more. And so um, that's when I, I came across life coaching. And then I did like a weekend training course and was like, oh my goodness, this is definitely what I want to do. I probably do this with my friends and family anyway, um, but I would love to just get into helping people. And so I trained as a coach and then I was doing that on the side while still practicing. Then I went on maternity leave um, with my son and uh, decided kind of six months into maternity leave that, right, I really want to build this business. Um, Let's just take a time out right there and say six months into maternity leave. We're <laughs> oh, yeah, That's you guys only get like three months, right? Six weeks if you're lucky and then you up to oh. three months unpaid. Yeah, so six yeah. months. Wow. Okay, sorry. Just, sorry, I took sorry a whole <laughs> A year. <laughs> yeah, I, I took a whole year off with my baby boy. Um, and so, yeah, so half week. It was, it, it was just lovely to have the opportunity to be able to spend that time with him. Um, but yeah, as I said, halfway through, I was like, right, I want to build this business. So um, I have been building my Lightbox coaching business and um, I have gone back to working. So I still work as a lawyer, but now I work part time and I work within an organization as opposed to as a corporate lawyer working the long hours. Um, so I'm juggling working part time as a lawyer, building and growing my business, working with clients and being a mum. So wow, quite, <laughs> quite a lot of hats and it's uh, quite busy in, in my world. Um, wow, and so. yeah. Well, you understand busy. the struggle of the juggle then for real, huh? <laughs> totally. And my son is 15 months. Um, I, he's just awesome. He's such a cutie. Um, 
and yeah and I didn't mention my husband he's awesome too he's really supportive so I wouldn't be able to juggle everything if he wasn't so hands-on and and just in the mix with me so it does make a big difference having a supportive spouse for sure yeah um so okay so how then did you kind of so you went to this training course and then how did you actually start to build your business like what were your first steps and saying okay I'm gonna do this and this is what I'm gonna do and here's how I'm gonna do it so first I just started working with people so I reached out to some people in my um, network who I thought might find coaching useful and then I did some group coaching I did some individual one-on-one sessions just to see how I felt about doing it um, and that also helped to kind of boost my confidence in in um, delivering coaching um, and then I that was before that was before I went on to maternity leave um, because during during my pregnancy I just felt like I couldn't I couldn't focus on the business and being pregnant and working so I kind of parked it so at the beginning of this year um, so 2016 I, I just said okay right I really want to get this going so I know that I want to coach I've, I've practiced coaching with people I've been coaching um, I've done my training uh, but the bit that was missing was the marketing. I'm like, okay, how do I, how do I get out there? How do I market myself? Mm -hmm. So I did, I I did B school. I don't know if you've heard of, um, heard about Marie Forleo's B school. So I did that earlier this year and that was just amazing because it, it just gave me all of the info that I felt like I was missing. Once I finished, I felt like, okay, now I know how to implement things. And then I just needed to to put a plan in place to implement the things that I was learning about, you know, um, guest blogging, um, mm-hmm. finding ways to get visible, uh, connecting with people, uh, that kind of stuff. So I've just been immersing myself in the whole coaching world and in the the kind of online marketing world too. Well, that's exciting. I know um, coaching is a very, it's a, it's like a growing, I mean, it's exploding field right now. Everybody, uh, <laughs> Everybody yeah, needs a coach or, or wants to coach. Yeah. So how do you um, how do you find the clients that are right for you when there's so many other coaches out there? So I think what I, I do have a coach too. And I have been working recently on getting really super clear on who it is that I am um, targeting. So at the beginning, I was very much like, I just want to help Um, women, female professionals who are going through some kind of transition. And when I became a mum, I realised that actually I want to work with mums. I want to work with women who have um, built up their career and um, they've done well up to that point. And then they go into motherhood and then they're like, okay, how do I juggle what I've built with Mm -hmm. this new role? Um, So I think now that I've got really clear on who I want to help, um, that's that's easier um, and I and I specifically kind of reach out to lawyers because I, I've walked in their shoes and I know the struggles I know what, what they're going through I know that you know when someone says why do you stay to the office till 11 o'clock why don't you just leave I know that it's not that easy whereas people right. that haven't been in 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 that situation wouldn't understand why you wouldn't just get up and leave so I, I feel like just getting really clear on who I want to help and um, reflecting on me, my skills, my um, my my unique blend of skills and experience has helped me to say, okay, well, I would be the right coach for you because um, this is even um, to the extent of personality. Like, this is my personality type. So, if you want someone who's going to be your cheerleader, who's super friendly, super outgoing, you know, makes you feel at ease, then that's me. Um, yeah. 
you want a serious coach, then that's probably not me. Yeah, well, that's good that you're upfront about that and have those kind of conversations. Well, I'm curious, um, do you ever get, do you ever have problems with like mindset and um, self-doubt and, and wonder like, am I good enough to do this? You know, I was a lawyer, but what makes me good enough to be a coach? Or has that never even been an issue? Like, has it just been like, this is what I can do. I'm good at it. I'm going to do it. And bam. No, I think that definitely was, has been an issue. Um, I think when I first decided, right, okay, I'm going to do this. I was still a bit like, Oh, I don't know. Like, am I, am I really going to do this? Like, mm-hmm. can I really do this? Um, it wasn't so much just the coaching side. It was like, can I do this running a business? Mm -hmm. Um, and I think the way that I overcame that was just by doing it like I just was like right okay I'm gonna book a workshop I said I want to do a workshop for a group of mums and I just booked the space I I booked a date and before I even told people about it and was like this is when I'm gonna run it and then I I then went out there and found people to come and it turned out to be a great success and it was a massive boost to my confidence in terms of like coaching a group um and then I just offered free sessions to a whole load of people um and then coached them and the more and more I coached the more and more I felt confident and so I feel like it's kind of counterintuitive so people kind of would would shy away from doing the thing that they want to do because they don't feel ready but I would say just get out there and do it if you make a mistake it's fine you can you know you'll get over it. It's not, the, you, what's right. the worst that could happen? Right. Well, the worst that happens is that you don't do anything at all. And then you waste all kinds of time and opportunities. So exactly. you would think it'd be a lot more scary, a lot scarier to not go do it than it is to go out and make a mistake. But I guess we're just not programmed that way, are we? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> So, um, well, you mentioned you work largely with lawyers, um, but, uh, um, when you help these women try to bring balance to their lives, what kind of tips do you give them? How do you, um, how do you start out your coaching with them? How do you learn about them and find out about their processes and then break those down and help them fix what's wrong or balance or whatever? (laughs) So initially I kind of send out a, um, uh, a wheel of life exercise which some people may be familiar with where you um, look at the different areas of your life and you give yourself a score out of one to ten um, and to, as to how satisfied you are in that area of your life um, so I get clients to do that before we have our initial session and then we kind of discuss that and and why their scores might be low in some areas and which areas of their life they really want to focus on because there's so many different you know aspects to us um, and so it's really led by them in terms of what's the most important thing that they want to focus on um and then I kind of get into them thinking about intention so I I, there's a book written by an author called Stephen Covey and it's called the the seven habits of highly effective people um you may be familiar with it a lot of people are but the the, one of the concepts he talks about is starting with the end in mind and I, I I really push that um at the beginning with clients to say if you don't know where you're trying to get to, it's going to be really hard to get there. Um, and so we, we do work around what is your intention? So what kind of what kind of life are you trying to build for yourself? What kind of career? What kind of mother do you want to be? Whatever it is that it is that they're working on, it's okay, where, do you, where are we heading? Where are we trying to get to? Um, and then once we know where, we, where we're trying to get to, then we can um, set some goals towards getting there and then tackle any kind of like, I call them gremlins, 
gremlins like little things in your head that says no you can't do that um we kind of tackle and break down how can we overcome those things that are stopping you from from moving forward so that's the approach we're going to take that's a great approach and what what kind of exercises do you put people through to um to squash those gremlins um so one that i really enjoy doing is um it's an exercise where we name the gremlin so um it's it, making it a person just makes it so much easier to bat it down. So I'll give you an example. I was working with a client who um, was a little, um, she wasn't so confident in um, team meetings. So she would, she'd have something to say, but she just felt like she couldn't say it. And so we named her, her gremlin Joe. And so mm-hmm. I was like, anytime, you know, you're going to prepare for this meeting, you're going to be ready for it. And Joe's going to pop up just before you go in and be like, don't say anything don't speak you're not good enough and I want you to leave him outside like I want you to not even take him in the room with you like leave him outside and go do your thing and if he tries to knock on the door and make it into the meeting I want you to just stop him right there and just getting them to think about um that that voice in their head as a person just made it so much easier for them to say actually yeah I don't have to allow Joe or the gremlin or the voice in my head to dictate what I'm going to do in this circumstance I'm going to override it and I'm going to just do it um and she said it helped she said it really really helped so and i I've, I've done it with a few clients and i and i think it is a good effective um tool it just personalizes things for them yeah that's really good i actually um i encourage you to check out um colleen um slaughter as okay. well I'll send you her information. She works also with uh, it just like she's got tons of information on her website, but it might be interesting information for you as well. She she does the a um, lot of like mindset building for corporate women who don't um, feel who want to build themselves up and be able to um, be more present in meetings and speak out more and stuff like that. So that's you might find some interesting stuff from her. Sorry, just complete, yeah, that'd be awesome. complete segue there. I just thought, eh. No, I'm always like, I'm a lifelong learner. So I'm always open for learning um, new things or finding out about new people. So that's awesome. (laughs) Yeah, she's great. I interviewed her um, for a tele for a virtual summit that I did. Um, And she's, she's just, she's great. Lots of information, lots of good stuff. So um, yeah. Okay. So um, what's a normal day you'd like for you then with when you're working part time? Is it a few days a week? Or is it a few hours every day? And and what does that look like for trying to balance between having your son, you said, right? Yes. 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 Your son and, um, and childcare and all that. So it is, um, I work three days a week, so three full days a week. And so my days at work are Monday, Tuesdays and Thursdays. And so I'm off with my son on Wednesdays and Fridays. So when I was considering going back to work, it was really important to me that he's spending more time with me out of the week than not with me. So I feel like the three, four day split works well if you include the weekends. Um, So on those days he goes to nursery and I was really or daycare, as you guys would say, I was really um, concerned about putting him into childcare. I was like, my baby, no, I don't want to leave him. Who can look after him like me? Um, but actually, he's he's loved it. He he's he's quite an outgoing baby, so he's just really enjoying being around the other kids. And he does he does stuff there that I probably wouldn't do at home. So you know, messy stuff like yeah, painting, painting, yeah, <laughs> yeah painting, play doh, yeah, all that. <laughs> yeah. Right, he gets to do it and I don't have to like mess up my house <laughs> more than it already is messy. Yeah. Um 
so yeah so he's really enjoying it and my husband um his work is quite flexible so he does on most days he will do the drop off and the pick up from nursery and then I leave the office at around five and I get home about quarter to six just in time to he's had dinner so in time to do bath time and a whole bath time routine together so that at least I'm spending some time with him in the morning and the evening on the days that I'm at work um oh, nice so it's working quite well so far. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's the work. And then what happens in terms of business is once he goes to sleep, um, I have dinner with my husband and then I jump on the computer. Um, I schedule calls for like any time from eight, between eight and 10. So if I have a client call, I'll have calls then. Mm-hmm. Um, and if not, then I'm generally working on some something to do with the business and, and marketing or mm-hmm. um yeah, just general content creation. So that all happens in the evenings. Um, so yeah, it's quite, <laughs> it's, it's uh, busy. It's busy. There isn't much downtime at the moment, but I feel like it's in, I'm in the stage of, you know, just building all the foundation. Um, yeah. There's a lot of things that I'm setting up like process uh, processes and systems um, so that down the line, it's not going to be this crazy. So that's yeah. why I keep reminding myself when I'm yeah, just like, I'm exactly. so tired. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. And I mean, especially like when you're, um, you know, you, you build through those, how you're going to work with, I have a new, um, client that I'm coaching through his book publishing process. So, you know, the first, the first few times through, it's really intensive because you're learning, you know, putting it all together and then it kind of becomes like, okay, you know, I have all of this stuff. I don't have to look as hard or as far to find the information. And yes, exactly. Yeah, it makes a big difference. And then when your son's a little bit bigger and he starts getting into activities or is staying up later, you know, all those kinds of things, then you'll have done all the hard work now. I, you know, yes. So that's awesome. Yeah, definitely. Um, Is there a time of day that is most challenging for you while you're going through all of that? Um, I think two times of the day sometimes depends on the day but it's generally like 5 a.m because <laughs> that's when my baby boy decides to wake up um it's partly my fault I think because I I just finished breastfeeding him like stopped breastfeeding him fully about a month ago and we had a whole like up until when he was 10 months he was still waking up like three four times in the night to to feed Mm -hmm. and so I got to a point where I was like right okay I know you're not hungry I'm gonna have to night wean you because I just can't cope I'm going back to work you know working as a lawyer is not work that you can't I need to concentrate I can't I can't (laughs) and so we went through this whole process of night weaning and I I took the approach that between 11 p.m and 5 a.m if he woke up I wouldn't give him milk Mm -hmm. um and so he he protested a lot for like two weeks and then he got used to that mm-hmm. so now now that he sleeps through he's his his clock is literally like he wakes up at five to five or he'll wake up dead on five and be like I, he does we've done baby sign language with him and so he knows the sign for milk so he okay. wakes up at five and he starts doing the sign for milk like he just wants his <laughs> milk so in a way it's my fault that like he wakes up at five because that's the time I should have said like, him. <laughs> yeah, I should have said like twelve to six or something. I don't know. I don't know why I did eleven to five. <laughs> um, and so that is really challenging because sometimes he'll have his milk and then go back to sleep for another mm. hour and a half, and sometimes he doesn't. He's just up mm, from that oh time. Oh gosh, yeah, um, that's early. That's early to be up. It's for early. <laughs> and then he wants to read. He's like book, book, and then you have to like get the book, and he's all bouncing around, and oh, it's yeah, it's a lot. 
in here like coffee. <laughs> I'm like, please, I just want to sleep. Especially when I've been working like, you know, in the evenings. I'm trying now to set myself some better boundaries, but often I'm working till like midnight on the business. And then that means that I've only had like five hours. And yeah, yeah it's not enough. <laughs> no, it's not. It's tough. That's tough. So um, I'm trying to like maybe a few times a week be really strict to myself and go to bed a little earlier so that I get like time from 10 till 5 would be much better. Yeah. I've had to set the same boundaries for myself too and um because I can get going and just be working later, reading later whatever and it's like the next morning comes around and you're like why did I do that? Yeah. <laughs> definitely. The other so, time of day that sometimes is challenging is the um like bedtime routine mm-hmm. so sometimes mm-hmm. he's really tired and it just goes to sleep and then other times it just takes a whole a long a long time like an hour I'll be in there trying to get him to go to sleep and I have to like try not to get frustrated in those times yeah. um but sometimes it is it's just like go to sleep yeah. but um but yeah if I haven't spent the day with him like on the days that I'm at work I actually don't mind that extra time but if we've been you know together the whole day then I'm like okay it's bedtime <laughs> you're going down <laughs> yeah. oh, gosh. so do you have any um any resources that you've just loved and clung to in this balance of motherhood and and work and life yeah so when I um when I did b-school that was like my first introduction to face Facebook groups I didn't really know much about them I hadn't been involved so after mm-hmm. um getting involved in the b-school one I was like oh there's so many other groups and mm-hmm. so I came across the boss mom group um where I we connected and I, I came across mm-hmm. some other other groups and then that also led me to podcast too so um I have found both of those like the Facebook groups mm-hmm. being able to connect with other like-minded women who are also trying to grow their businesses um mm-hmm. so valuable uh, just being able to post something and be like hey does anyone know this and there's always going to be someone who knows um and the podcasts have been awesome because mm-hmm. I was able to listen to a whole load of stuff while I was at home with my baby um playing with him or doing housework I felt like I was still being productive in my business by learning mm-hmm. at the same time so I think for mums, podcasts are awesome because I love them. Love you them. You can just listen to them on the go. Exactly. Yeah, I listen to them when I go on walks. I listen to them like you when I'm cleaning. Sometimes I'll listen to them when I'm driving. I mean, it's just, it's kind of nice because I have one of those go, go, go brains. So yeah. I, I can't stand to waste valuable time. Yeah. So I, I love them so much. And so I've, I'm going to be launching my own podcast at the end of this month. So I might have to tap you up for some tips yeah, <laughs> on definitely. getting all organized with it. <laughs> definitely. It's a lot of fun. It's a lot of work, but it's a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, so what is uh, some way, a way or more ways that you like to fit me time into your life? And what do you like to do to get me time? Um, so... I kind of don't fit enough me time in. I kind of get to a point where I'm like, oh my goodness, I just need some, I just need to be by myself. I just need, <laughs> I just need, I just say to my husband, I just need some time. Um, and so I'm, I'm trying to work better at fitting that in first and looking at my calendar and actually blocking off some time before I then fill it up with other other things um, and I think that's that's a strategy that I've been sharing with my clients recently like okay let's let's say what's important to you first let's put that in the calendar first and then work the other things around it as opposed to just giving yourself whatever's left um, because if you don't look after yourself then how are you gonna how are you gonna do well in what you're trying to achieve so I need to you know 
practice what I preach <laughs> and then yeah. um, take that on board. But when I do have time for myself, I really enjoy playing netball, which is not a, a sport that is um, that popular or well known in the States. Um, no, I lived, in, like I lived in kind of, it's kind of like a cross between handball and basketball. Okay. Um, so, <laughs> yeah, I I um I lived in New York for a year in um like about ten years ago, and I tried to explain to my friends there what it was, and they never got it. They were just like, "What are you talking about?" I'm like, "Okay, forget it." Um, but it's it's really well known here and in like New Zealand and Australia. It's a really popular sport, and I just love it. So if I could just run around on the netball court and play that like all the time, I would do that because mm-hmm. I just yeah. Um, so it's either playing netball <laughs> or it is um, having a nice hot bath with music and candles and just relaxing. Yeah, you're the second person to tell me that today and all of a sudden I'm starting to dream of a nice candlelit <laughs> bath. <laughs> I don't remember the last time I've taken a nice bubble bath. But yeah, I might have to go do that after we get off here. So <laughs> Yeah. Oh, goodness. Okay, so um, where can now do you only work with I forgot to ask this, do you only work with, um, with corporate with um, corporate moms or who, who all do you work with? Um, no, I don't only work with corporate moms. It's that's generally my my focus in terms of who if I was to say who's my idol client, that would be who I would be reaching out to. But I have worked with other other moms who have different backgrounds or who are like trying to build their business. So I think the principles that we go through are kind of um, they can apply across the board yeah. uh, for different different people in different people's circumstances. Um, but in terms of okay, who who is my idol client? when you get into the marketing world, I was like, you need to know who your idol client is. Um, it would be a corporate woman who is um, going through that transition into motherhood. Okay, perfect. And where can people find you? Um, so people can find me at www.lightboxcoaching.com. That's my website. And I also have a Facebook group. Um, and if you go to www lightboxcoaching forward slash facebook then you can um check out the group which is um it's we're in the early days of it but it's growing and it's a great way a great place to just share and, and get encouragement and and stuff um and i'm on social media so instagram um at lightboxcoaching and on um i've got a facebook page also so um i'm pretty much in the normal places <laughs> yeah everywhere um, and the other thing I want to yeah like that's kitchen um the other thing I wanted to share is that I've recently launched a five-day challenge that's called make your mark in your career mm-hmm. and it's just for people who are looking to make their mark in whatever it is that they're doing mm-hmm. so um people can check that out too um and that is on my website you can just go on there and then click to um get involved great great um i really appreciate you taking the time out of your evening i know it's um you're in england so it's got to be what eight o'clock six yeah it's eight thirty eight o'clock yeah it's coming up to eight thirty now yeah yeah so i appreciate Um, it but thank um, you so much yeah it was fun we'll talk soon yeah it was so nice speaking to you thank you for having me on speak soon We hope you enjoyed episode 35 of our podcast with Janine Esbrand. And again, if you want to listen or read the uh, show notes, you can go over to losethecape.com forward slash podcast forward slash 35. 
and you can support our uh, pregnancy and infant loss awareness campaign at losethecape.com forward slash P-A-I-L. And please don't forget to hop on over to iTunes and give us a review if you love our show. Thanks so much.